And one day, uh, I mean, I remember vividly the day just laying at my front door on like the the runner on the rug, like crying. And I and I heard my son in the other in the other side of the room just say, "Ask my wife, like, hey, what's wrong with dad?" And that was just like a, it, it's it's that was a like a quick snap, and I, I try to always remember that that moment. Cool, man. So we got Eric Portwood. Met you on social media through the, my Rising Father brand. Um, your brand is Armed and Dadly, right? Yep. That's amazing. Um, so I've been following you for, I don't know, a couple months now. And I loved what you've been posting about just being strong, being masculine, being an awesome dad, living by example, living by, by a role model. And I think that's just an amazing message so many guys need to hear. So I wanted to ask you today about just you as a person being a dad, some of your history, you know, maybe your, you know, how being married works into all this. But if you could start out, just maybe give yourself a little introduction. Yeah, man. Um, first of all, I appreciate you having me on. Um, of course, you know, I've got my, like you say, Armed and Dadly is my brand. I've got my, I've got my own podcast, but uh, this is actually the first time I've been interviewed on somebody else's podcast. So I'm uh, pretty excited about that. Um so anyway, uh, Eric Portwood, Armed and Dadly. Um, I, uh, I was, I'm an Army vet. I was in the fire department. Um, I was a firefighter paramedic for the last 16 years. I, I left, um, let's see, shoot, November. It's going to be two years since I left. Um, long story. My buddy got killed in the line of duty um, October 2018. Um, so that's kind of, that's where this whole, that's where this whole journey has began. Um, I was really struggling with that. And so a lot of, a lot of, a lot of times in the fire department, guys will, they, they really just hold all of these emotions in they, the things that we've seen over the years or, you know, you just hold it in, you don't talk about it. You're not supposed to talk about it. You know, it, it's a stigma behind it. Um, anyway, so one day, uh, I mean, I've, there's, there's two like big pivotal moments to where my brand kind of came to life. Um, I, I was in a, you know, working full time, working 24 hour shifts in the fire department. And, um, I came home and I was working, I was selling real estate at the same time. So I was, you know, I was burning the candle at both ends and then trying to still be a, good husband and a good father and it something something gives and it's typically not the right thing that uh that gives but uh i come home and you know i told my wife i was like you know it would really be nice if i felt appreciated when i came home you know after all of this work i'm doing and uh, she just looked at me and uh she's like well i never know who's coming home and that was a uh, you're you're right about that because I could be two two different people completely. Um, now is that from just, your your work or from that your experience in the army? Uh, probably a little bit of both, but honestly, just burning the candle at both ends. Mm -hmm. um, just over overworking, just trying to do trying to do too much and not focus. And not focus on the right things, mm -hmm. and um, so you know that was that was part of the one of the reasons Armed and Daily was um, came came to life. Um, and then another with my with my buddy getting killed in the line of duty, um, I'd really been suffering with that as far as um, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, it, it, uh, it, I was. We got we got hired in the fire department together in July of 2005, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean we were. I, I actually spoke at his funeral. Um, he, so something that something that the military does is uh, you'll write a letter to your family 
So if you were to be killed in the line of duty, you know, your, your family would, uh, would have a letter to read on your thoughts or how you, you know, um, and that was something, and Brad, he really, he, he, he was, he was a one of a kind. Um, and he actually wrote that letter and, uh, there was a few of us that were mentioned in the letter and he wanted us to carry his casket and, uh, fold the flag and ride on the fire truck for the last ride. Like he had planned it. So all this stuff is planned before it happens. Yep. Yep. It's, 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 it's morbid sounding. It really is morbid sounding. It's kind of like one of those things, you know, you'll hear people say, Hey, write your, write your own obituary. And, um, and that's it's, it's essentially that's that's what it is. Um, but anyway, I mean, one of the things he it, I, I ramble sometimes. So I get off. Go time. ahead, but, man. Uh, I mean, this is not easy stuff uh, to talk about. It's I mean, I've never been through anything like that. Uh, I mean, it is, dude, I, I it it honestly has made me who I am. And sometimes I look back and I'm like, this is but i'm i'm honestly uh people are like well how can you how can you be thankful for like some of this stuff that's going on and mm-hmm. like i wouldn't i don't think i'd be who i am today if it weren't um i don't know it's hard to explain um no that makes complete anyway, sense he, i mean you gotta yeah. be, you gotta have a more appreciation for just every aspect of your life when someone you're so close to and you like you think man that could be like for me my sister um my sister died when I was young of brain cancer. And for me, and that's horrible. Um, but for me, you know, it could have been any of us. There's no reason she got it and I didn't. You know, there's mm-hmm. the anyone getting cancer, anyone, any of these freak accidents or anything that happens to anyone. There's no reason it couldn't have been you. Right. I mean, that, yep. how can you not look at life differently after something like that happens? No, because it is, it's um, one, of, one, of my, one of my mentors and coaches is Sean Whalen with Lions Not Sheep. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. who that is, but uh, he always, I mean, he always says, you know, we're all going to die. Like, you just never know. It could be this afternoon. It could be in the next few minutes, you know, um, as morbid as it sounds. But you just got to live. Um, you know, Brad was killed. He was texting joking with us on he was a big jokester and Mm. i mean next thing we know i hear he's dead you know i've got he um uh but anyway so he put in his letter his wife called me like a couple days after he got killed and uh he's like she's like hey um um brad put one more thing in the letter he wanted you to speak on for his funeral you know what do you what do you do you're not going to say no Mm -hmm. to somebody's you know i'm gonna get choked up but um you know so that was uh that was another that was something that you know he's he saw the the uh what's the right word he always believed in in me and other people than we would ever believe in ourselves like he could see potential in people so you know after i spoke man people were like man you need to you need to you need to like speak you need to and i'd never been like open on social media and Mm -hmm. that was actually when i started posting on social media Uh, it was january 2019 was my very first post and um that was that was kind of when another thing when i was born um but uh, so, and then I'm getting all, I'm I'm all over the place. But um, what do you mean? That's when so you're another, when you when you were born. That's the your uh, birthday. Did I? What did I? You said I on say? January nineteenth you started posting, and that's when you were born. Oh, uh, well, that was that was kind of just when it was when. I, I get. I mean, that is a way to say it. I don't even. I didn't realize they even said it that way, but. Um, that I, I was, I was always to myself. I was, all, I'm all, I'm still kind of introverted, but um, I was always to myself. I never shared my thoughts, and and uh, people, people, you know, were like, "Hey, you need to, you really should 
keep sharing. But some, and, someone uh, like you has so much to offer people because, you know, the, your average Instagram person is not the, you're not seeing the real thing. You know, you're it's very curated and there's many more guys out there like you who have real experiences. You know, you're not 18 years old, ripped, living on a beach, you know, some hipster in, influencer, like you're actually going through shit. Um, you've lived an intense experience and you have real things that people need to hear because guys are going through the same thing. They need to know that this guy's, you know, going through it. He has words of wisdom that can actually heal you. You know, someone could listen to you talk and it could really affect them deeply and it could heal them. So and it's, you can be yourself on, on social media and really help people because the way it works yeah. is, you know, people will follow you and like your stuff and comment that, that want that want to. If people don't want to. You have the occasional troll. They just get filtered out. So you just build your own audience. Right. And I mean, yeah, you if you are you on social media, then you're going to get people who like you and want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, yeah, and that's why you know that's why it's important. That's why you know I was drawn to drawn to your stuff. You know, it's it's obviously real and it's a uh, you know, being strong fathers this day and age, you know, the way I, I won't get into political <laughs> stuff and all that, but I mean, I, there's I enough all, podcasts out there for that. The same yeah. Yeah. I think we're all on the same page when it comes to, um, you know, which we, we need to be the example as, as fathers. And, um, that was a segue into what I, I was going to get into a minute ago. Um, so when I was struggling, I was in a when I was in that really deep dark place with, for from losing my friend. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, I would find myself in a puddle of tears sometimes. And um, and one day, uh, I mean, I remember vividly the day just laying at my front door on like the the runner on the rug, like crying. And I and I heard my son in the other in the other side of the room just say, ask my wife, like, hey, what's wrong with dad? And that was just like a it, it's it's that was a like a quick snap. And I, I try to always remember that that moment because that was another big pivotal moment of like, man, I he can't he can't see his dad like that. It's okay, like believe me, like he needs to see his dad cry. I think mm -hmm. I think our kids need to see us cry. I mean, that's, that's, that shows strength and, and vulnerability. I, I try not to use that word as much as possible, but, um, um, but you know, they, they need, we're, we're trying to be the example and we can't be a, we can't be a mess. <laughs> we got to, we got to be an example. Yeah, I agree. I think there's, you know, there's, there's so many different philosophies of being, of parenting and being a father. One of them out there is, you know, coddling and being emotional and your kids can, you know, feminize the boys and all that kind of stuff. Um, but there's all like you also as a dad have to display discipline and emotional control. You know, you, you like you said, like if I my wife has even told this to me before. She's like, thank God you're not one of those guys who are just like crying all the time. She's, she's like, I could she's like, I, I couldn't handle it. I was like, yeah, I know. Like, and that's some people are like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's offensive or that's, that's not progressive or whatever. Like, no, that it's okay to be a strong, have it together, man, father, that sets the example that people, your family looks to as a rock. Like, even if you have inner turmoil going on, like, as dads, I feel like we kind of have to suck it up a little bit and be like, everything. So you so your family members can say everything's okay, because dad's okay. Like, Dad looks calm. Dad's got to, even if you're lost in the mountains, like, hey, we're all good. We're all like I was a couple like a month ago. Like, we're we're good. We're lost in the mountains, but Dad's laughing. He's having a good time. He knows what's going on. You know, I mean, it's you gotta just suck it up sometimes. And even if even if you're just pretending and faking it, just you're good. So anyway, we were in the just real quick. We were in the mountains. We do a lot of that. <laughs> we were in the mountains on vacation, Shenandoah Valley, which I've never been to, which is amazing. It's only four hours yeah. away from where we are. And Google took us, went to this real high mountain, and then Google was showing us how to get back to our cabin, took us on the wrong side of a mountain somehow. 
So then he told us to take the state road across the mountain, which is like a dirt path. So we drove 30 minutes into the mountain and then we reached this. And they, the road is so small. I mean, my truck tires were like half, half off this cliff. We reached this red yeah. metal gate that's just crossing the state road. You know, and everyone's freaking out. They're like, what are we going to do? I was like, oh, I'm just, you know, we're just laughing about it. We just made a video. We're like, this is funny, you know, like because if I would have been freaking out and be like, man, I'm going to have to backtrack and possibly fall off the cliff, like the whole family would have been in disarray. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's a joke. No big deal. Dad's got it under control. We just went back and yeah. took another hour to find our way back. But, yep. Yeah. Yep. No, that's that's prime, prime example, man. I like it. But yeah, I mean, you were saying that before I uh, told you my mount story that, yeah, you had that moment where you were a little out of control, which it's just going to happen. Like we're not robots. We're not, we are real people. And, uh, and I also think like our kids have to see that, see moments of our life where we're improving, you know, like maybe your kids saw that happen to you and then they saw you learn from it. Yeah. 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 No, um, I mean, even my, even my son knew, like, <laughs> my, my son knows when the certain things that are going on in my life that, uh, that I don't necessarily love doing at the time, like <laughs> currently it's real estate, which mm. is, uh, is not the, not my prime, uh, thing that I love doing right now, but it's just w one aspect of You're practicing real estate right now? Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I. That's why I I left the part. Well, I left the fire department um, just simply because I knew it was time. Mm. I knew it was time too. I needed a I needed a break from it, um, and I was selling real estate at the on the side at the time, and uh, so I was doing that full time. But mm. I really building building this brand and. Um, just really helping other men and dads is, is it's, it's like my, it is my, my vision for the rest of my life. Um, figuring out how exactly I'm going to do it every day is, is, uh, it's tough. I know the hard part. It, you <laughs> you go in circles and you, you know, you're looking for the best way and you know, you see other people succeeding. So you try to mimic that and, mm -hmm. and then it doesn't work for you. And he tries to, I know the whole process you know, which, you know, you have coaches and mentors, which I do too. It's in good, it's, you find, you can skip so much of that anxiety and pain if you find a guide to show you the way. And I know, you know, the importance yep. of that. Um, yep. But yeah, when you, when you have a brand like you do, I mean, you can go to sleep at night thinking about making the world a better place, you know, and, and instead of checking your phone for uh you know, if your client texted or, or said, Hey, I, there's a phone, there's a house I want to see right now. And I know all about mm -hmm. real estate, man. We have a real estate ad agency, um, where we help mm. realtors get, uh, clients for like Facebook ads and LinkedIn stuff. Like we have, it's called realty band that we do our own thing. So we are, I've been on so many sales calls with realtors. I know everything that keeps them up at night and I, it can, I could, I could not do it. <laughs> I could, I, I could do it if I walked in successful. So I, I don't want to go through the, to the building process and the getting your name and reputation oh. out there. It's, it can be a hellish thing, but Hey, the, the, if you can yeah. get some commission checks, those are nice too. It's, it's a lucrative business. It really is. And you know, you, you can, you can help people, but when it's been difficult, it's a difficult transfer. And this is part of what I really want to help guys that have been in my shoes before, you know, the army and the, and the fire department is, is something that we struggle with is, is identity. Um, you know, and, and because even, even today, like if some, if you were to ask me right now, Hey, what do you do for a living? I've gotten to the point to where I'm just like, I just work for myself. And I don't really, I try not to try not to identify, um, because for years you were, I was able to say, Hey, yeah, I'm a fireman. And for, for that's like an immediate honorable thing to say, yep. or you get immediate respect from somebody. Mm -hmm. So I found after I left the fire department, when I say, well, I'm, I'm a realtor, it was like immediate distrust. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it was like salesman. Oh, well, I need to stop talking to this guy like right yeah. now. And uh, that was re- that was really tough for me. Um, and it, I don't know. Real estate has made me. It's it's made me realize that people don't do what they say they're gonna do, and <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. I like to I like to stick by a couple core values of honor and respect. And yeah, you can get it, lost in that hard. in the sales world. There yeah. get there kind of gets to a point, you know, where you say, "Well, do I want to make this money or not?" You know, mm-hmm. and it's. It doesn't have to be a moral line. Like you can make money in honorable ways, like helping people, you know, like exchanging real value for, um, for compensation. That's capitalism. That's a good thing. Um, But when you get deep Mm -hmm. into that, in the seedy world of some type, some areas of sales and real estate, and it can get really dog eat dog. I know all about it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, whenever you have a a brand like you do and a, a mission like you do it, really is a, a much more fulfilling i would believe yeah yeah so you have a kid right yeah i, I, I never i never stopped thinking about it on it was like mm-hmm. I, I, I know you know like it's <laughs> that's what your your brain is always turning i know i don't know if your my wife asked me if uh can i turn my brain off and uh, no i can't really i wish i could sometimes yeah that's <laughs> a whole nother thing strategies to do that yeah for me when i started rising father it's like a little over a year old. I wanted, I was doing different online business things such as working in real estate and other ad agency type of stuff. But I wanted to build something that I could think about throughout the day before I go to sleep, when I wake up and feel good about. I also wanted to throw myself into something that helped build me. Like if I'm researching topics of fatherhood, fitness, strength, wealth, that's going to make me better at those things. As I'm helping people, I'm going to be helping myself. So why wouldn't I rather go into that world? That was kind of my thinking. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, you articulate that a whole lot better. Than <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the whole other thing is you know you have these great thoughts and it's just a process of improvement of transferring that, getting that message to other people. And it's you have to be comfortable yeah. being uncomfortable. Like even whenever you're deciding on what to do with your brand and what to post and all these things, what to make videos about. You have to be like, all right, I'm going to screw a lot of this up. It's just going to happen. You know, like I'm going to try something today, test it, and see if it works. Because you could have the best idea in the world, the most meaningful thing, but, you know, Instagram's algorithm says, nope, we're doing carousel posts today, and no one sees it. You know, or he didn't do a reel, so I don't care what he said. I'm not going to post it. So, you know, it's just you you got to, like, play that game. And also make sure you don't lose your own identity. Yeah. Yep. And it's like you said. It's like you said earlier. You know, just being being you, and um, as long as you just they say fake it till you make it, but I don't. I don't like. That. <laughs> I don't like that term. I just like to be, just be, just be you, and uh, people end up resonating. I, I found you talk about posting on instagram or whatever and i'd i'd kind of gotten off of topic of fitness and mental health and i'd really and i realized like my engagement was kind of down and then when i here just recently i've just started talking about it again simply just simply because i needed to Mm -hmm. hear like a lot of the things that i know we talk about is is things that we need to hear like we're not we're not talking to people like we're really kind of just talking to ourselves and so when when I started kind of just talking out loud again to what I thought I needed to hear and people were like, man, thank you so much for saying mm-hmm. that. And just, you know, I'm like, Oh, okay. Well maybe I'd like stop trying so hard, man. Just like talk and people want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. That you articulated that perfectly. Cause I've, you know, they, that's more clearly than something that I was thinking about too. And yeah, cause you can, you can get into the a pattern of, this person likes it when I post that, so I'm going to post this for that person. This person, this group of people like it for that, so I'm going to post this for that person. And then you can go down traps and kind of lose yourself a little bit. But yeah, whenever you are making posts, you know, and you're kind of in the niche that we're in, you are really just discussing what you're thinking and writing it down. And then yep. you're talking to billions of people, 
you know, and then there's a group of people out there who are thinking the same thoughts of you as you. And whenever you're working through your own thoughts on paper, people can kind of go through your process and f figure out their own problems because you, you know, had the guts to put it out there. Yeah, because honestly, I mean, we're, we're all so much alike. I, I know in this day and age, we're trying, everybody's trying to, you know, put put labels on each other and put it people different people in different boxes but but really we really suffer with this we're so much alike um i mean i, w I went out to uh salt lake uh the beginning be beginning of june for um lion's den live which uh put my coaching group and um i mean some of these some of the guys that are like that you you know you talk about comparing yourself you're, you're comparing yourself to some of these guys that are super successful and then when you actually sit down face to face with them and talk, you're like, man, I ain't that much di like, and then you actually think about it you're like, man. And like you mentioned before, some of the things that I've like my background with the army mm -hmm. and, the, and the fire department, like some of these guys, they don't have any of any of this experience. And why, like, so just, just be confident in yourself and, and share what you want to share. And most of everything you're going to share is going to help you but it's also going to help 20 other people that you don't even realize you're helping. So it's, you know, when you, I, I, I encourage everybody to, to share, to share their, their thoughts. Cause I, I feel we all have a message and we can all help each other if we were just, you know, talk. Yeah. And in, in a thoughtful, thought out, mature way. Yeah. Cause right. instead <laughs> of, yeah, instead of keyboard warrior and which is a lot of that, <laughs> which would take you into the mental illness topic, um, which there's some yes, mentally ill people yes. posting a lot you and you know, some of them shouldn't be posting, yes. <laughs> which is why yeah. people like you, you need be, to be posting more. So people can go to you instead of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you know, you're gonna, it, it's, uh, that's another another one of them sayings. You know, people are going to uh, people are going to criticize you whether you're doing something or you're doing nothing. So you may as well be doing something. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, probably I don't know. We all go through that. I mean, that's my wife has her own brand. She does. You know, we've always me and her have always tried to do um, more than we normally, I guess, would be expected to do. And anytime you do that, and you know this, anytime you do something more than what other people expect you to do. They start to think, uh-oh, are they going to pass me up? Why am I not doing that? And then causes them to look inward, and they say, well, is there something wrong with me? And then it's easier to just say, now nah, they're going to fail, that they're being stupid, than convincing themselves to step up their own game. So it's, it's going to happen all the time. So just expect it. Find your new group. Find the new group that wants you to do well, that wants you to excel, and just ride the wave with them. Yeah, that's why it's so important to have, you know, people like you and uh, just a brotherhood and community of guys to talk to. And a lot of the, a lot of the over the past year, like the best people I've become to, I've, I've known, people I'd met over Instagram. So you know, people mm -hmm. talk crap about social media all the time. It's like, yeah, it can be if you let it. Like money can be the worst thing mm -hmm. in the world, or it can be the best thing in the world if you're wise and smart and responsible. Same thing with social media. Mm -hmm. It can be the worst thing in the world for you. You can go down horrible dark holes and it can change you as a person, which I've seen very close people to me that happen to. Or you can use it to help people, to find other people to help you raise up. Like it just depends on what you decide to do with it. Yep. Eric, you've got a, you, how many kids yeah. do you have? Do you have I, one? I just, yeah, I just have one son. How? Yep. He just turned eight. Same yep. as my, my kid. Uh, is eight and a half right now. I saw him. You guys went to the beach recently, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We shoot. I moved there. I, I was stationed in Hawaii in the army, and so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beach. I'm a beach bum for sure. I, I got a. I, it's my happy place. That's where all my creative juices mm -hmm. come from. If I'm next to the water, for sure. So I kind of wanted to ask you a little bit about, you know, the the importance of or I guess how being a father has affected just your daily actions. So you go, you go through life, you know, if you didn't have a kid, how would it be different than your normal day than right now, knowing you have an eight year old son at home? 
I think it's. I would like to. I would like to think it's. Most fathers would would feel the same way, but I, I think you and I wouldn't be having these conversations if it was the case. But, um, you know, we have a we have a an audience, you know, every day, and that audience is our is our kid. Um, I mean, they they truly listen and watch every single thing that we do. Um, I mean, I'll say, my son will will repeat things. I'm like, how did you even remember that mm-hmm. I said that, man? I said that like three months ago. And he's, he's, but they remember. They remember everything. They watch everything. Um, so that has what that you know from a from the story in the beginning is is hearing my son in the background saying, you know, hey, what is, what's wrong with dad? That was a pivotal. That was you know that pivotal moment of like, all right. He is always, he's always watching me where before, before you have kids, you know, I, I didn't make the best of, I never, I mean, I was, I was a partier, man. I didn't make the best decisions. I, um, but all that, that, that goes away once, once a kid comes along and it's just done for everybody. And that's why I think it's important for the conversations that you and I are having to, to remind those dads out there that are still trying to live a, a alternative lifestyle that they can't, uh, can't do that. You gotta, you gotta set an example. Yeah. I, that has happened to me so many times where I'll just be going throughout my day and then my son will, or daughter will say something to me that doesn't make any sense, but it's something that I said like two years ago and they never forgot it. And I'm like, what you, you remembered me saying that? Wow, yeah. you're you're watching and listening to everything, and sometimes it can get you in trouble. Like yeah. me, my on vacation, my kids were in the back seats, and me and my wife were in the front, and you know we'll be talking about something, and then we'll go into a subject that we'll think, oh, the kids are asleep, the kids are reading the book or something in the back, they're not listening, and then we'll talk about something, and then my son Nathan will go, Dad, what'd you say about blank? You know, why did you mm-hmm. say that about? Th-? I was like. Okay, you are listening to every yeah. single thing I say. <laughs> let's uh, yeah. let's talk about something else. But there's so many. I think they're like your account. I know um, there's so many great dad brands out there that preach that message of, you know, you are the model for your family, for your kids. They will do what you do. You know, they're if they see you yeah. exercising, like I know you do, like they are going to mm-hmm. exercise. Like if they yep. see you doing whatever, they're going to start doing it. Yep. And I, yeah, no, especially the exercise thing, man. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you know. I mean, they, you, your son will. I mean, shoot, it was my son went to bed late last night. It was like eleven o'clock, and he's eight years old, but he's still up. And we were like shadow boxing in the living room, like because he's like, "Here, do you know how to do you know how to block this, Dad?" Like, "Yep, let me let's 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 go over this." <laughs> so, you know, it's who instead of you know eating cookies, which we do, we're a fair share yeah, of eating okay. cookies, but uh, <laughs> it, well, we exercise too, and they and like you say, man, they they model our mm-hmm. behavior, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, your kid boxes. I just stop my son from. Um, he used he used to be able to just randomly punch and kick me and it was okay, and I encouraged it if I was ready and he was using the right form. Mm-hmm. If he did it, if if he punched <laughs> me like in the stomach with the wrong form, I would make him do it again because he's been taught how to do it with the right form. I was like, no, you don't. You, other people punch like yeah. that. You know how to punch. Then I have him do it over again. But now he's yeah. he's like eighty two yeah. pounds now. He's been doing martial arts now for six of his eight years. Like he can. Wow, he can really great. hurt me. Like he can choke me out if he wants to. Um, you know, he can punch if I'm not ready. It'd be like a Houdini thing where he punches me in the stomach, and I'm just, you know, I have internal problems. Mm-hmm. So for him, like that part is done. He can't just randomly hit me. Like if he wants to practice kicking on my thigh, I'll let him do that if I'm prepared, and he's doing the right form. But yeah. my son and daughter, because they both do jujitsu, their thing is they'll just randomly try to do a takedown on me, and we end up just wrestling on the ground. But I'm glad that's our family thing instead of like like for us to have yeah. fun, we can wrestle and do jujitsu on each other. For you, your kids, you guys box together and do athletic things. It could be like our thing together is we just 
eat potato chips and play video games, you know, and we'd, we'd be a very different looking family and we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't have this thing that we can do together forever. Yeah. Yeah. That, that bring, you know, just like this podcast that we're doing, I mean, I know you had your son on the, uh, you had your son on your podcast yep. the other day. I mean, I, my, my son's been on, on mine, what, four or five times now. I can't even remember, but, and, and I mean, half of those times it's like, Hey dad, let's do a podcast. Yeah. I'm like, he actually, I mean, That's he enjoys awesome. it. I mean, and, and, and it's so cool to me that he'll be able to, you know, I'm, I, I could be dead and gone and he can go back and, and listen to our conversation. That's the together, coolest part. Is, you know, I'm just so like, I've got yeah. almost zero pictures, not zero, but very few pictures of when I was a kid of just me and my parents, mm-hmm. almost no videos at all, you know, almost zero yeah. videos of whenever I was a child. Um, but like these podcasts are so amazing. I'm just so happy that, you know, I have a record of me and my son engaging in just straight conversation. 45, like we've done two of them. So for 45 minutes at a time, like after he's moved out and has yeah. his own, like I'll go back and watch those. And like you said, after we've moved yep. on, you know, passed on, he, our kids are going to be able to watch that. They'll be able to share their kids. It's like a time capsule. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And the same with social media. I mean, as long as they don't completely shadow ban it and get rid yeah. of it altogether, those and a lot of those pictures are are saved on that, you know, on that database. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it's great. Nathan, it's my, cool. my kid loves doing – he loves to be involved in Rising Father and stuff. He always tells me that he's going to take over and fire me, which I'm like, hey, good. I hope you do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hope it does happen sometime. That's right. We're supposed to be – we're supposed to be bold, – we're supposed to be uh, – Making the next generation. That's right. Leaders, I'm, right? So I know. I'm, a, I'm all about it. I don't think he's – I'm not someone who thinks that he has to go to college. If he wants to go to college, he can. Um, but yeah. especially nowadays, I mean, by the time he's ready to go to college 10, 11 years from now, it's going to be, what, half a million dollars to get a four-year degree so he can, you know, teach somewhere for yeah. $70,000 a year or whatever he wants to do. So he's already – we talked about on our, on our last podcast, he was – saying that, you know, whenever he's 12 or 13, he wants to open a pizza truck with me and in summers and, like, sell pizzas out of a truck. I'm like, yes. that's what the, Those are the thoughts awesome. I want you thinking now. He's thinking about, like, brands, and he's thinking about yeah. businesses that he wants to start. And for me, is that when I was his age, I yeah. never thought about that kind of stuff. But because I talk yeah. about that uh, stuff with him, that's the way his brain's working now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, no, I promise. I know, my son was saying last night he was going. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start a barber shop, and we're gonna, it's gonna be. I was like, where did that come from, dude? But like you say, hey, at least he's 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 thinking in that in that growth in that growth mindset. Of course, he says he wants to be a YouTuber oh, yeah. all the time. Uh, we do have we started a YouTube channel for our Pokemon. Oh, and okay, stuff, um, which. You know, he likes he likes it. So it's something that him and I do together. He doesn't have access mm-hmm. to it or anything all by himself because he's eight. So, um, but him and what I do you guys do on that? Draw Pokemon card. Uh, just card pack opening and it's kind of just playing around. Really, he he thinks it's fun. Hey, so who knows? That can, like in a month, you could be at like a million subscribers or something. I know, I know. Those, those Pokemon channels are are crazy. Yeah. I mean, might yeah, my, that's not a bad idea. I might do that today because some of those kids, they like, what's that kid's name? He has there's some toy brand that's at Target. His kid has a YouTube channel. Uh, you know, he has um, like 10 million subscribers or something on toy brand. Yeah. Every kid wants them. Yeah, I know. It's that, like a, know. it's like a toy I egg. You open that. it up. Yeah. It's like a surprise toy. Yep. It's it'll come to me in like yep. 20 minutes. Yep, and then you. Yeah, well, you got the F- FGTVers or something that are, they have, like, some toys and Target and stuff, too. But they they all started on YouTube. And, uh, you know, people people bash folks like that, too. But, honestly, I look at it in a way, is, is that family, I mean, as long as they're not letting the technology overcome them or make them make poor decisions, like, they're spending time as a family together doing something. That is lucrative. Yeah. So you can look at There's it. There's a, a thousand worse ways. things you could be doing than building a brand and business with your family. Providing great, yeah. like there's, um, 
I'm can't, I'm forgetting all these YouTube channels, but there's there's some gymnastics family that your kid probably watches. My kid watches. Mm-hmm. Like everyone in the family is a gymnast. There's like five kids, and then each kid has their own um, YouTube channel, and they've got millions of subscribers. They've got their own brand yep. and merch and all that kind of stuff. Like they're athletic, they're positive. That's a that's one of the YouTube channels. I don't care if my kid watches, and it's yeah. it teaches him good things, and it's teaching these kids how to be successful right now. It's like that's mm-hmm. something you can embrace or not you know there's for our kids to get wealthy in the future which i hope my kid is wealthy in the future i'm not afraid to say that like mm-hmm. they have to learn how to be successful with oh. what we're given right now and that's social media that's the internet yeah. that's technology like for us we're investing we're trying to learn how to do yeah. it and it's okay to teach them how to do that yeah i mean we can fight it all we want and people say you don't have to agree with it but it i mean it's it's honestly the it is the future um it's the present and the future it's not going anywhere um you know it's like you say i mean some of these people are truly positive influences i mean a lot of the youtubers now i was just listening to a podcast earlier and uh like you ask your ask your kid right now like who's somebody famous they're probably gonna say a youtuber versus like a hollywood actor which (laughs) you know well, it's yeah. just ease of access. I mean, if they pop it's open all... a tablet, phone, TV, it's yeah. on YouTube, they're going to see those people. If they want to see mm-hmm. an actor, they've got to go on yep. Netflix or go to a movie theater. It's just convenience. Mm-hmm. The other things are just always open to them. Yeah, I mean, my kid knows about Mr. Beast. Yeah. You know, past couple months yep. he started hearing and hearing about Mr. Beast. And his videos aren't even that bad. You know, I, I watched a couple. I, I watched some with him. Mostly he's just giving away millions of dollars and cars to people. So I mean yeah. I'm okay watching that yeah. with him and him being exposed to that, but yeah, for sure. There's most of the yeah. stuff our kids know as famous people are people on YouTube. And how and how great would that be to be able to just walk up to somebody and give them just like a wad of cash? Like that's like that's a, one of the reasons I, I'm trying to build wealth and want to be well because I just want to. Man, it'd be so great to just because you really can change somebody's life when you give them some financial help. I mean, that's, that's truly how you can. Absolutely. Make a difference. And, and the more you have, the more you can get. Definitely. There's a lot of guys though, who have, they get very defensive when you talk about how you are trying to build your own wealth or you actually are trying to improve yourself because once again, they think I'm not trying to do that. So you're being greedy or you're not enjoying life. You know, you don't have to be rich to be happy. Like they go back to those mantras Yeah, well, it's, it's you know, is that that generation? That's, I mean, you think about it. I mean, my parents, my parents still think that way. Honestly, <clears throat> I mean, my my dad, he did forty years in the Richmond Fire Department here in Richmond, Virginia, and um, you know, that was that was just what that generation did. That generation, they took on a job and they stayed there for thirty to forty years, and then they retired and. I, I think you're going to see less and less of that as time goes on. Um, I don't really look. I don't really look for a retirement. I just want to. I'll, I'll just keep working. <laughs> it doesn't have to be difficult work. Um, I, I think if I was like aiming to stop working altogether, then I'm probably not liking what I'm doing anyway. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, the the old um, work 35 years, hit the golf course doesn't look too attractive to me because I'm in the um, the teaching world and every not every teacher but most teachers who retire usually like pass away within five years after retiring because they yeah. I, yeah, I mean I'm not even making that up like it's the, the ones who retire at like 55 mm-hmm. 60 years old That's 65 true. like because they go from working yeah. with a mission for 35 years to nothing to like the mission being relaxing mm-hmm. and then it's almost like their brain shuts down like they have nothing else and then they yeah. get they all get really sick and then usually they i'm sorry but they pass away within like five to seven years and it's happened to many many teachers yeah. i know and i i think i think it i mean it's definitely that happens a lot it's a big statistic in the fire department world as well i mean my dad shoot what was it a year after he retired he had a heart attack um 
he's obviously survived it. He's not, he's not dead. Dad, my dad's 73 and probably can still, uh, outdo most, uh, 30 year olds. So, um, even with having a heart attack, but I mean, it's like, say you, you work that long and then you, it's, it's like your body, it's like a shock to your body. Like we're not meant to sit around. Mm. No, I can't handle that. And whenever you have meaningful work, like, you know, meaningful work, it, yeah. it keeps you going. Like, I don't ever expect, I can barely, even on vacation, I can't just sit there and do nothing. Like, I saw you working out on vacation. Like, I have to be having it challenges or else nice. I go crazy, you know. Yeah. Then I also, I'm like, I can't wait to yeah. go home to to do something. Like, yeah. I need to be active, yep. having some type of mission, some type of challenge. Like we went when we were at our little mountain vacation, we kept on doing all these really hard hikes because you need that. You need to get that stress out and doing climbing up at the top of the mountains, coming down. It's like gives you something to talk about, gives you something to remember, and it's like an accomplishment. And this is, I would imagine, it's the same thing at retirement. Like if your retirement is just cruise ship to cruise ship and golf courses, first off, I would probably just start to, you know, hate myself. Because if we like, what is your life now? Like, what are you <laughs> living for? You just living to make yourself feel good? Yeah. Like, I couldn't handle that. Yeah. And, you know, and then the first part of your life, you're just living to work pretty much. You're clocking in and going home and living for the weekend and drinking and whatever. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's not that's not the yeah. life for me. I, I could no. see myself, you know, even if it doesn't have to be a, a grinding – 12 18 hour day you know when i'm in my 50s 60s whatever but you can still be contributing to society you can still be a you know the wise old mentor that people come to for knowledge you don't have to be like i feel like that has changed a lot in our societies you know there's the people that go you know, that are in retirement age that get older that have grandkids because they kind of lose themselves they lose their mission and they don't have anything that they're working towards, they kind of get disregarded a little bit. You know, it's because like, what are you doing? Well, to, you know, this week I'm gonna pull the weeds. Like, or there, I, but there's also other people I know who are that age who are very, very active. They're researching things. They're, you know, they're involved. Like there's guys in my jujitsu gym who are in their 60s doing jujitsu. They're just starting for the first time. And you talk to them about what they're doing. They're doing projects. They're very, you know, they're reading books. They have stuff to talk to you about. So I would rather be that, like an interesting, very active, older, wise person that people can come to for knowledge, including my own family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that definitely describe my dad. He's, uh, he's definitely the old, the old dude that's got all the wisdom that I can, I'm, I'm lucky that I can still go to him and, um, you know, it, a lot of my fire department friends still, I mean, still respect him to this day being, you know, 40 years in a city fire department and still in great, you know, great shape at 73 mm -hmm. years old. So, you know, that, that's the, the type of behavior I've had over, over the years to model, which I'm trying to continue on that. that and it helps me you know, a lot of guys out there that didn't have fathers like you did, you know, not that you're their father, but, they look for advice and they look for wisdom and simple accounts like ours, like yours, they can just say, Hey, read, read a simple post that you made. And they could be thinking about that all day and that could keep them from making some, you know, really poor decisions and, you know, help them be a better dad, a better husband and make a really good impact on, on the society and the world. What's one of the things you see like, you know, you come into contact with tons of tons of guys, and you're also surrounded by a lot of motivated, you know, successful guys um, that you feel like this day and age, like past five years, past 10 years, right now, guys are really struggling with this. Like, we're dropping the ball here. We need help right here. Like, what's the number one thing you, you see? Uh, pro I mean, holding, holding in their, uh, holding in the things that they're, they're really struggling with, um, and, and just being open, open and honest and talking about it. Um, you know, you don't have to be a, 
an emotional roller coaster. But um, you know, and and a lot of I see a lot of self doubt. I see a lot of a lot of guys that just don't have any, um, or that you know the the attitude of. Well, that's that's not for me. That's for other people. Like you've you've got good genetics, or like so I will never be. Well, you know, genes has something to do with exercise, but you know, just have some faith in yourself, or it's you know, um, I don't know, but I I think that I think that that mental, the mental fortitude, the mindset is uh something i know for me and i you know like i said before a lot of times i i I talk and i say what people are struggling with and it's honestly one of the things i struggle with the most is is keeping a good mindset um i I know some people don't don't think that they're like yeah dude you freaking motivated all the time no i'm not really (laughs) you're just uh just gotta do you just gotta do it like no one's going to do it for you. Um, I don't know. That's, that's probably that's not okay. the best answer. So, but. Guys holding in you know, issues that are bothering them and not really seeking help or sharing it with people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's something. So, I mean, the, the, the niche of, of guys that I – Talk, you know, I I talk to more more fire, police, mm-hmm. military guys, um, which is you know it's a different it's a different niche than a than a realtor. Um, you know, we're all men, but it's it's kind of a diff, but it's a little different. Um, those those guys have been they've been bred a little bit differently. They've been in an environment that's uh, like it's been. It's been kind of it's kind of difficult for a guy that's been in the military or whatever to go into the corporate world, or whatever, because you, uh, the 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 way you get somebody's attention in the in the government organizations is kind of frowned upon in the, in the corporate world. Um, you can't really talk to people like that. <laughs> so what do you mean? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, grab, grab! I don't want to. Can I, can I cuss on this podcast? Oh, like saying <laughs> um, I'm, uh, you know, just like swearing and stuff, and yeah, well, uh, you know, you can't walk in a room and say, "Hey, yeah, yeah, listen yeah. up, efforts." <laughs> yeah, you know, you know that uh, <laughs> it doesn't go over very well. Um, but like in the fire department, that was like the chief would walk in, and that's what he would say mm-hmm. to get everybody's attention. So uh, it's kind of a, it's it's a different it's a different world. Um, I guys I that are struggling. That um, it's my brain. The, you said that your kind of guys are yeah, struggling so, a little bit differently than your average guy. Yeah, because um, they're supposed to be in in society. They're supposed to be that guy that uh, that doesn't have any problems, or everybody comes to you when the shit hits the fan for lack of better terms um so you're supposed to be that composed person all the time you're not supposed mm-hmm. to have any problems you're not to you know this is what you you hear that you hear the you hear all the time well that's mm-hmm. what you signed up for well no i i you know yeah I, I knew there this was a possibility uh but no i didn't sign up to pull a child yeah. out of a pool like that's not what i signed up to do i signed up to help people um so you know that that was where you know we'll see that kind of stuff and then we won't talk about it we'll just keep it in and then you end up blowing you can end up coming home and blowing up in, mm-hmm. on your wife or your kids or your uh, butthead to work with um because you're actually just struggling with the thing that you could simply just talk to the guys that you work with and uh they're probably feeling the same way so if they just if more guys would look to their co-workers and other men who are going through the same thing instead of holding it in they probably would just be better husbands and fathers when they got home what are some of the things that good yeah i think it's I, I think it's getting better i mean the stigma is is um it's not as mm-hmm. bad as it used to be i mean there's still there's still there i mean um a lot of 
lot of um, fire and police organizations, you know, cross country have what they call peer support groups, which um, you know it's, it gives you an opportunity to actually talk to one another and um, in a you know neutral mm-hmm. environment or whatever. You feel, so do you feel like that group so. specific, specifically of firemen, police officers, army veterans are, you know, nationwide going through a lot more trauma than your average guy? It's different. I, w- I wouldn't – it's – I would say it's different. I, I don't – I don't like to – for one, I've been in the organ- – I've been mm-hmm. in those worlds, so I don't want to put those guys up on a pedestal and say that they suffer worse than a guy that is a realtor because – Let's be honest. I've been in that world too, and I, I suffer in that world too. So, um, and it it ends up being the same. At the end of the day, it ends up being the same. Um, just talk about what's bothering you. Just be transparent, be honest, and have open communication, especially with, with your, um, with your loved ones, with your significant other or, or wife or husband or whatever. Um, I mean, prime example. I had a, I had a real estate deal that I was supposed to be doing. Um, this is where I talk about, um, you know, not losing trust in in people that say they're going to do something then they don't do it. Um, I had somebody that was, I was supposed to be putting their house on the market, and then mm-hmm. they ended up using somebody else um, and didn't mm-hmm. even say anything to me. Uh, but they had told me that, hey, we're you're, you're going to sell our house for us. And instead of coming to me and just saying, Hey, we've decided to use somebody else. They just didn't say anything at all. So for, so to me, you didn't honor your word because you said you were going to do something and you didn't do it. And then you've kind of lost my trust because you didn't even have the, the gumption to even just say something. Um, but that was my wife and I had a date night last night and, and it was, it's nice to have a wife that you can sit there and I, cause I just found that out right as we were mm-hmm. getting ready to go to dinner. Mm. So of course I wasn't the yeah, best. Yeah. I hate when that date. happens. Um, cause I'm sitting there sauce. <laughs> I'm like mm-hmm. sulking in mm-hmm. my own misery, you know, but, um, luckily I've, I've learned that I think a lot of guys, don't do this they'll hold it in and they'll just not talk about it at all but i'm like hey i'm gonna talk through this thing and we talked through it the first part of the dinner so i could get it off of my chest so i could enjoy dinner and enjoy the rest of the date versus you know wallowing in my miseries of losing a real estate transaction which in the end of the day nothing i could do about it It our brains make those situations so much worse like you've got the bad thing that happens and then mm-hmm. your subconscious just creates mm-hmm. like a hundred different stories about what actually happened. And then, you know, an hour yep. later, if you haven't written it down yep. or talked to someone, you have this completely new movie that just played in your head. That isn't what actually happened. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Um, you know, that, I'm the same way. Like I have to write either write down, like for me recently, r- just writing down my thoughts is really helpful in keeping me on track with what I want to do. So just mm-hmm. journaling, and this is what my message is. This is what I want to get across. This is the things I'm thinking about. You know, getting all those down so I could see it and track it day to day is a really good way to to process that. And then same thing, you know, talking through like if something's really bothering me, I do the same thing. I'll talk to my wife about it, and then it, it's weird. Like immediately after you talk to someone about it, whether it's your wife or friends, like if you're lucky enough to have friends. Um, that you can talk to about things immediately it's not as big of a deal you know just once you once you can hear yourself saying it like then your brain somehow processes it differently but whenever you hear your brain saying it it sounds so much worse but whenever you hear yourself saying it out loud Mm -hmm. it's not as bad i don't understand that but that's what that's the truth for me yeah yeah no same with me i do i do the same i do that same thing i'll run so many i'm a scenario dude for sure like i'll be running all these scenarios that none of them are probably Mm -hmm. true whatsoever well this is what happened this is why he didn't call me back and this is why he's using this person and this is you know instead just 
talk talk it through with your wife or you know for i think for for guys it's good to have some uh some male friends to uh to talk back and forth with but you know but being 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 able to be open with a with my wife and my wife is uh somebody that is actually um keeps me keeps me grounded i'm a little uh she's a lot more mm-hmm. even keeled than someone's got to be <laughs> so someone's got to be the one to say it's not that yeah, big of a deal you know uh, right and that's kind of kind of the way she put it and you know if it were me in my past life uh mm-hmm. before kids once again i would probably be calling them up and giving them my peace of mind or whatever, but whatever yeah it is what it is this what point. you said about friends is <laughs> is very true i mean I, i'm amazed at how many guys don't have any friends for me i've made it a huge mm-hmm. part of my life like Ever, my best friends I, I've had since like fourth grade, they all kind of lived around me. But I've also been very intentional about keeping them. Like even if I'm, even if for six months straight I'm the only one reaching out, I don't care because it's not going to be a fifty-fifty relationship all the time. Like sometimes I have to give more than them. Sometimes they'll be given more than me. But like anytime in the rising fathers group or anything I talk about, you know, friends or anything, it's always 90% of men have zero friends. And then you'll get the occasional, you know, defensive comment about, you know, well, I don't need friends. I have my family. It's like, that's not the point, man. Like you will be a better dad and husband if you have friends. Like it, it amazes me to me. It's, it's weird, you know, because I, it's such a big deal to me to hang out with other men. But so many guys have no one mm-hmm. to, a, to to talk to like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm very, I'm very fortunate in that aspect for sure. I mean, that's something that the fire department. I mean, you've got, you've probably got more friends than you need in that in that world. You know, it's sometimes, sometimes you can, you got to mm-hmm. weed out some of those guys. Like they're, they're not. <laughs> Some of them are not good friends. You gotta, you gotta sure. keep that circle small too. Yeah, and I feel like with me for with jujitsu, that's that's been a great thing too. Like if you people say, well, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Join it. Join a martial arts gym, because the kind of people that are there are good people. And even my son, like his yep. best friends now, all are at the jujitsu gym. Some of them go to a school, some don't. But the kind of person that shows up at a jujitsu gym is probably going to be a good person. So, like, go to where the good people are. Just put yourself out there. Be uncomfortable. Be awkward, and you'll start making friends. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's like uh, so. My son started little league last year, and that's the same same scenario with little league baseball. I mean, and that and that's also a, a prime spot for you'll you'll see a lot of good dads in, in that um, and and moms for lat, you know can't just single out the dads i tell you my wife is she's probably the well she not probably she is she's definitely more of the baseball coach than i am i'm not i'm I really don't, I don't like either. baseball that much but uh <laughs> my son likes it and and uh my wife is like obsessed with it um but she's a great coach for him and my son likes it and the kids that are in the kids that are there who am i to just because i don't like it you know, he's in a good environment. You know, there's good dad, the dads that are there, are actually mm-hmm. coaches and are good role models as well. Um, so it's it's very similar, you know, to jujitsu. I wish I could get him into that. He doesn't really have any. I got I started it and uh, mm-hmm. I did it years and years ago. And then I did it in the army, of course, and then uh, it just hadn't been a priority. I enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, it definitely takes up your time, and if you're not getting something from it. You know, I mean, there's a, there's a million things we all could be doing. I'd love to be getting way better at golf, at archery, at fishing, at, you know, at <laughs> yeah. a lot of things. But you can't do everything. Like, for me, it's, you know, it's Rising Father brand right. stuff. It's spending yeah. time with my kids. It's working out. It's jujitsu. Yeah. It's you, go, you have to – you can't do everything. And for me, you know, if I start something, yeah. I, I'm motivated too easily, which means I get taken off track. Like yeah. for me, I'm a I play instruments, I play saxophone. I yeah. know if I go to like a symphony concert, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna come back the next day and want to practice yeah. for six hours and forget everything else I'm doing. So I'm like, I can't go to that because I'm gonna be too motivated. Yeah. It's like I I need to focus on a couple of different things. Yeah. So that happens to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it ha- I think it happens. Uh, I think I think uh, like the guys in our world. I I say that, but I think a lot of guys in general are just you know shiny object girl or you know. All over the place. Um, I, I don't know if you read the book, The One Thing, by um, Gary Keller. Uh, he's the Keller guy, the CEO or the founder of Keller Williams. He talks about wrote the book, The One Thing, and how we should just focus on, you know, one thing versus a million different mm-hmm. things at a at a time, which really resonates. Absolutely, with me. I think that it goes to the, you know, there's a lot of really good guys out there who just need direction. Like I went to the park. I went to the park this morning with my son. Mm-hmm. Um, we we did jujitsu, and then we had like an hour of free time. And I didn't want to come home, turn the TV on, and I also didn't want to come home and just get lost in work while he's doing something differently. So I said, if if I go home right now, I'm gonna be on my laptop doing something, and I I want to spend this time with my son. So we went went hiking, and I saw. You know, we I, we were driving our truck up to this hiking trail. I saw this dad with a just ripped dad with a jug of water, walking up this super steep hill with his two kids, younger than my kids. There was another dad bouncing his toddler right next to the lake. Like I see so many awesome dads out there. I feel like that is over the past mm-hmm. five ten years, it's coming around so much more. Like dads are so involved. Dads are so great. But well, to my point, like there's so many great dads, but they're they just you know, they, hey, this guy said do this. This guy said do this. This person said do this and you'll be happy. This person, and then they try a little bit and then they just start to spiral and they kind of lose themselves a little bit. So from what you said, you know, pick one thing, yep. do it all the way, commit yourself and you won't lose yourself and you'll be a lot happier. Yep, spot on. I, <laughs> I need to listen to that advice. I need. I, <laughs> I have good advice sometimes. I just need to listen to my own yeah. advice. So writing stuff down now <laughs> happens a lot. Sometimes I'm writing things down. Like, I'm going to make a post about yeah. this. I want to share this. And I'm like, hey, that actually makes sense. Put that out there. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. well, hey, yeah. I don't want to keep you too long. Yep. Um, so I really appreciate it, man. Um, awesome time. I'm so happy we're able to, to do this. We're over an hour here. This is This is good. Absolutely, man. No, the honor is all mine, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, you reached, um, I really appreciate you reaching out. It's been great to connect with you, like you say, over social media and um, through, you know, through the, uh, like I said, that face, the Facebook group is where we first yeah. connected through. Um, yep, the, for sure. Uh, life. So, Another great group of people. Um, all right, so mm-hmm. let's promote you a little bit. Um, so I'll, you know, I'll share this everywhere where, uh, everywhere I am. So the brand is Armed and Dadly. On Instagram, do you and anywhere else you want to tell people? Uh, I got the podcast uh, right now. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm getting ready to build out my website, and I've got a uh, Shopify store that I'm going to be. Uh, it's 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 pretty much built out. Mm-hmm. I just need to get it activated. Um, I also am planning on here very, very soon starting my own uh, coaching membership style coaching group and um, for for dads uh, similar to what you what you're doing. So um, I don't think I I don't think there can no. ever be too many of us doing what we're doing by any means. There's there's way too many people in the world that we can that we can help and and help each other. Definitely help them so um so armed and dadly on instagram is where i'm most active and then um the podcast it's on apple and spotify it's also armed and dadly um but yeah i'll um i don't even have a website or anything more people are on social media so that's all that matters armed and dadly all right man i really appreciate it 